Shane Beamer and South Carolina's football staff are casting a wide net when it comes to portal wide receivers, both in terms of numbers and in terms of their skill sets. You are Locked On Gamecocks, your daily podcast on the South Carolina Gamecocks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Gamecock Nation, and welcome back to the Locked On Gamecocks Podcast. I'm Andrew Lyon, the host of this podcast and also a staff writer for Gamecocks Digest over on SI.com. Thank you all so much for making the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast your first listener watch for your team here today. We are free and available both on YouTube and wherever you get your audio podcasts daily. Today's show is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase we got a lot to dive into on this tuesday edition here of the locked on gamecocks podcast we got a bunch of portal offers that have been sent out to some wide receivers and also some defenders which uh, could be hinting at what south carolina might be doing defensively in the future we'll touch on all that and also the gamecocks got some really good news in terms of player retention on monday as They found out that two more defensive linemen, along with Tonka Hemingway, will be returning for another season here in Columbia. So, let's go ahead and get on right into it, starting with South Carolina's wide receiver recruiting in the transfer portal. Because Shampoo and this coaching staff, they are casting a far-reaching net. They've already offered, I believe, at least five or six different wide receivers, and those are just the public offers that we know about. But the thing is, the the staff's not just offering a bunch of receivers from different levels all across the country. They're also offering receivers that possess different skill sets. And that is very important for this staff because the thing that Shane Beamer and this staff have to be careful about is bringing in too many guys that are quite similar in terms of how they play on the football field. You don't want to end up in a situation like Clemson eventually was in at their wide receiver position just about two years ago where all of their wideouts were pretty much these long, lanky uh, possession-type receivers that weren't really known for maybe their overall speed or their route-running ability, their ability to get in and out of cuts. That can hold back your offense if you get into that kind of situation, and The good news for Gamecock fans is it seems like Shane Beamer and the staff have recognized that. So let's dive into a couple of portal offers that they did send out on Monday. The first one I want to talk about is Vanderbilt wide receiver Will Shepard. And I know that the first thing that most fans will think of when they hear that is, oh, this guy's from Vanderbilt? Are you kidding me? South Carolina's going to Vanderbilt? Trust me when I say this, Will Shepard is one of the best wide receivers in the transfer portal at this very moment. Sure, he has played at Vanderbilt, but Will Shepard has accomplished a lot during his time in Nashville. He had a banner season in 2022 specifically, where he caught 60 passes for 776 receiving yards and nine touchdowns. It led to him being named a second-team All-SEC selection by the Associated Press after that season had concluded. And when you go and watch some of his highlights from his time at Vanderbilt, the thing that sticks out about Will Shepard is he's one of those wide receivers where you can pretty much just throw up the football and get into his vicinity, and he's going to find a way to make a play. 
This is a guy that does a great job of making contested catches along with catches in traffic or catches where he takes contact from a defender right after he catches the football. But the other thing is Will Shepard, he's also a guy that can make the first defender miss after the catch. He's not necessarily a burner. He is not a guy that's going to catch, say, a screen pass and take it, you know, 70-plus yards for a touchdown. He's not going to do that sort of thing. But Will Shepard is just one of those guys that is good in multiple different areas and can put himself in the perfect situation to make a play on a football, even if the odds don't look so great once the ball is out of the quarterback's hands. So, Will Shepard, he is a name to watch moving forward. Another receiver that I want to talk about real quick from Monday in the flurry of offers that Beamer and the staff put out there is Louisiana Tech wide receiver Cyrus Allen. Now, again, some of you might be saying Louisiana Tech. Really? Trust me. Cyrus Allen is also a really top-notch wide receiver prospect in the pool right now. He also had a really solid season, but this one in 2023, he had 46 catches for 778 receiving yards and four touchdowns. And clearly, the media, they saw something in him before the season even began because he was named a first-team All-Conference USA selection. So, with Cyrus Allen... What makes him different from Will Shepard? Well, Will Shepard, again, he's a guy where you just kind of throw the football up and he's going to come down with the ball no matter what kind of position he's in. With Cyrus Allen, he is a separator. We talked about this a lot in the 2023 season for the Gamecocks. These wide receivers for South Carolina, outside of Xavier Leggett, for the most part, struggled mightily to get separation on their routes. Wide receiver... It is a position that is a lot more nuanced than just going out there, having good enough speed, having good enough hands, and just kind of running to an area of the field and then hoping that you get the ball thrown your way. It's not that simple. There's a lot of different little things that are involved in that position. And Cyrus Allen, when again, when you watch some of the game film, the game footage from Louisiana Tech's 2022 and 2023 season, you can see it. He has got footwork, he has got route running, and he's also got really good acceleration. This is a guy that can beat defenders in multiple different ways. I think he can beat guys, honestly, in man-press coverage if he had to, and he can definitely beat guys that are in sort of some off-man coverage or zone coverage. So, South Carolina, they desperately need that kind of skill set in the wide receiver room. Cyrus Allen could definitely offer that if the Gamecocks are able to land him. And then the last player I'm going to talk about out of these receiver offers, this is the one that's probably the most well-known right now in the fan base. And that is the fan of a wide receiver, Jaden McGowan. Now, for those of you who live up in Lawrence County, you know exactly who Jaden McGowan is. He played, up, he played high school ball up there and... He was a guy that did not get an offer from South Carolina coming out of high school, but McGowan has done a decent job at Vanderbilt up to this point in his career. You know, I believe over 800 career receiving yards. He is your scat back, sort of versatile Swiss Army knife kind of slot wide receiver. McGowan is pretty small. He's listed about five foot eight, around 180 pounds, depending on where you look. So McGowan, he is, in my opinion, a smaller version of Marion Brown. There's not really a whole lot that he's going to do in terms of different skills, but 
He has the kind of speed that can take the top off of a secondary. It's home run level type speed. He can return kicks and he can take one to the house if you do not get him. And, you know, again, South Carolina right now at the slot position, they need somebody there. Tyshawn Russell is still on the roster right now. But again, Russell, he's still a little bit raw, and he had some issues with some drops this season. And, you know, in fairness, he's a true freshman. Maybe he can take a step forward this upcoming season. But with what Shane Beamer and the staff have probably learned over the last couple of off-seasons with the transfer portal, you've got to be proactive these days. You can't sit there and just hope that these players are going to develop over a whole off-season. you got to bring guys in that, at the very least, are going to create competition in a certain spot. And Jaden McCowan, I think he's going to be able to do just that. I don't think he's going to be a guy that's going to come in and, you know, give you massive numbers necessarily, but you can use him in a variety of different ways, and it will allow Dow Loggins to get creative with him if the home state Gamecocks can land him at the end of the day. So overall, with those three guys, the main takeaway you need to have is this. South Carolina, again, they're going after plenty of wide receivers, and that is a good sign because right now that is their biggest need by far with this roster. But they're also going after guys that offer different sets of skills. And that is something that is also very important. When you look at this offense and what they've got to have in order to help Lenore Sellers or whoever the starting quarterback is in 2023 be the most successful quarterback they can possibly be. Now, South Carolina also got some really good news when it came to uh, players announcing that they were returning for the 2024 season, as they had multiple defensive linemen announce that they are coming back on Monday. So, what should we make of these return announcements, and just how bad could things have been if those guys decided not to come back to Columbia? We'll touch on all that in just a couple moments right here on Locked on Gamecocks. Today's show is brought to you by Game Time. Gamecock fans, we are just one day away from probably the most highly anticipated rivalry matchup that South Carolina and Clemson have had in men's basketball probably ever, in all honesty. Both teams are undefeated, sitting at 7-0. The Tigers are now officially ranked in the Associated Press and Coaches Poll, I believe. The Gamecocks are heading up to Little John Coliseum on Wednesday night it is sure to be one heck of a matchup. And some of you Gamecock fans might be worried about, you know, potentially missing out on that game. Maybe you'd be considered going, but you don't know how many tickets are left or if you can get one that's reasonably priced. I promise you, if you're in that situation right now, Game Time is going to have you covered. All you got to do is download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Welcome back to this Tuesday edition of the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your South Carolina Gamecocks every single day. And as always, a big thank you to each and every one of you everydayers who make the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast your daily watch on YouTube or your daily listen wherever you get your audio podcast daily. Bookie Huntley and TJ Sanders both announced effectively through an NIL agreement with the University of South Carolina's official NIL collective, the Garnet Trust, that they are going to be returning for another season here in Columbia. And when you pair that up with Tonka Hemingway's announcement on late Sunday night, 
Having all those guys come back for this next season, it is a massive win for this team in terms of roster retention. Possibly the biggest win that they could have gotten because I want to paint a uh, big picture here for all of you of the defensive line right now. So South Carolina, they are going to lose several players, whether it is through eligibility being exhausted or the transfer portal itself. Jordan Strawn and Tyreek Johnson, neither of those guys, I believe, can come back at this point. They're both moving on. Donovan Westmoreland and DeAndre Martin, they have both announced they're entering the transfer portal along with Felix Hickson. So that is five defensive linemen right there, or edge defenders, however you want to term it, that are not going to be around this next season. Now, before I get into all the other guys, I just want to give y'all, again, an idea of how bad this could have been if Sapcon did not bring any of these guys back. Between Tonka, Boogie, and TJ, those three guys combined for 108 total tackles, 18 tackles for loss, 8 sacks, and 13 pass deflections in 2023. Now, the stat line for the rest of the defensive line as a whole, and I'm talking about Nick Barrett, Jamal Weiss, Brian Thomas Jr., Elijah Davis, Drew Tuazama, Jatias Gear, Desmond Omeo-Zulu, and Terrell Dawkins. That is literally all the other scholarship players on the defensive line. Those guys combined for 53 total tackles, three tackles for loss, one sack, and two pass deflections. And that was it. So, if you're Shane Beaver in this coaching staff, you are breathing a massive sigh of relief that you're getting Tonka, Boogie, and TJ all back. Before the 2023 season even took place, I would not have suspected that that would have been the case. I would have thought that Tonka probably would have been moving on to the NFL, that uh, Boogie Huntley, potentially, if he played well enough, could go on to the NFL. And TJ Sanders, he had a breakout season this year. So you know that for some other teams that maybe are looking at getting some defensive linemen, they were probably looking at him the last week and a half or two. Maybe even longer than that. Who knows? But if you had lost those three guys, you essentially would have been leaning on guys like a Nick Barrett to be starting next year, which Nick Barrett's gotten a ton of experience you wouldn't have been really worried about him necessarily. Elijah Davis got some experience last year. Brian Thomas Jr. has done well. But again, the other factor, the other thing to consider with this entire conversation, we're going to talk about this a little bit more in a few minutes, the kind of defensive scheme this team's going to run next year. For South Carolina, again, that 3-3-5 defensive scheme, that is what gave them a chance at the end of the season to even possibly become bowl eligible when they played their arch rivals in the Clemson Tigers. And I know it did not work out in the end, unfortunately, for South Carolina. But that 3-3-5, it changed the entire trajectory of the month of November for that side of the ball. So if you lose those three guys right there, it's not like you can't run the 3-3-5, but your ability to be able to utilize it as much as you did at the end of this season... Um, is going to be a lot lower because you also look at recruiting. Let's be honest, South Carolina, they struck out swinging at defensive tackle in the 2024 cycle. Missed out on a ton of guys, and I get it. When you recruit against a team like Georgia, uh, which is known for their defense, which has sent plenty of defensive uh, box defenders to the NFL, you're not going to win every single battle. But losing all of them this cycle really has hurt Shane Beamer and this staff. And it's put them in a tough spot in terms of having younger depth at that position that actually could possibly make an impact for this program 
either this year or next year. So, I, I just can't emphasize it enough. It is a massive deal for South Carolina to get Tonka Hemingway, Boogie Huntley, and TJ Sanders all back in the fold. I understand those guys probably don't carry the name cachet of a Nick Emmonworry or a Jalen Kilgore or maybe even a guy like linebacker Debo Williams. I understand that completely. But, you know, the old saying when it comes to football is it all starts up front. And you can work around having, say, a massive depth issue up front for a couple plays here and there. But throughout the course of a football game and definitely throughout the course of an entire football season, it will catch up to you. So um, this is a this might be the biggest win for South Carolina up to this point in the transfer parole cycle. To have all those three guys coming back, three South Carolina natives, a defensive leader in Boogie Huntley still remaining in that locker room for this next fall. It's a big deal for Shane Beamer and this entire coaching staff. Now, I mentioned a couple moments ago that, you know, part of the whole topic surrounding this defense, the whole conversation surrounding this defense is, uh, you know, we could see a new defensive scheme next year. We could maybe see uh, the same one that they had last couple years, but maybe it's a bit revised in certain aspects. And one way to figure out whether or not, you know, this defense is going to look the same or not is by looking at some of the offers that South Carolina is dispensing in terms of box defenders in the portal. And I'm going to touch on what those offers might be hinting at in just a couple moments right here on Locked on Gamecocks. Today's show is also brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Now, for small business owners, you know, you always need to make sure that you have the right people in certain positions that will allow you to really run your operation a lot more smoothly. And so whether you're in retailing, maybe you are part of the strength conditioning world or realm, you know, maybe you run your own gym, or maybe you run your own construction company. Either way you slice it, you got to have people underneath you that you can trust in certain roles. And if you're looking for those people, LinkedIn Jobs has got you covered. All you have to do is add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring and utilize tools like screening questions to filter through the candidates. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus their leading competitors. Because LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free today. Terms and conditions do apply. Welcome back to today's edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your team every single day in just 30 minutes. All right, so I talked about earlier South Carolina's portal offers to a bunch of different wide receivers and how they're doing a great job of sending offers to guys with different skill sets. Well, when looking at some of these offers from Monday, I also picked up on a couple of defensive offers that South Carolina sent out. One to Arkansas State linebacker Javante Mackey and another one to Purdue outside linebacker Corday Sidnor. Now, the thing with both of these guys is they both played in a 4-2-5 defense at some point in the last two years and they both excelled. Javante Mackey, for example, he was a second on the team in terms of total tackles in 2023. I believe he had over 80 total tackles and he's a guy that's listed six foot two 228 pounds so certainly a little bit on the lighter side 
playing in the group of five. But, you know, again, a guy that if he were to come here, he could come here and add some good weight in the offseason. And, again, based on what he played in in 2023, he would be more suited for a 4-2-5. And then Corday uh, Sidnor, he played in a multiple 4-3 defensive front in 2023. But when you look at his stats, you know, whether it be because of injury or maybe because of a lack of scheme fit, he just did not have the same production that he had in 2022 when he was playing in a 4-2-5 defensive scheme. And... Did so well that he was listed by College Football News as an honorable mention freshman All-American. He had that good of a season. So the thing that I gather with both of these offers is that South Carolina, they are not going to just completely scrap the 425. At least based on what they have displayed with their defensive offers so far in this portal cycle. Now, that does not mean that the 335 is going to go away. I would imagine that, again, especially with what they were able to do for the majority of the month of November this past season, from this moment forward, um, that 335 is going to be involved in the defensive scheme, the defensive strategy every single week in some capacity. But the 425, you know, look, I get it. I understand why South Carolina would want to hold on to that if that is indeed what their plan is. Because, again, you have recruited a bunch of guys for a 4-2-5, especially at that defensive end position. And the two biggest examples I can throw out there are Desmond Umeo-Zulu and Dylan Stewart. Now, the thing with Dylan Stewart is he is such a good athlete that even if he was playing in, say, like a 3-4, for example, he could probably still find a way to make it work because he just moves so well. He He's different from everybody else when he's out there on the football field, and you can tell. But for a guy like Desmond Omeo-Zulu, see, Omeo-Zulu, he has potential. He has a ton of talent, and he played in a lot of games in his freshman season. That's why he did not redshirt in 2023. But unlike Dylan Stewart, who, again, has a ton of athleticism that he was just gifted, Desmond Mozulu, while he is certainly a decent athlete, he's not a guy, I think, that could overcome being put in a role that maybe he's not quite familiar with. So, again, if he was maybe, say, in a 3-4 as an outside linebacker slash edge rusher, maybe he was in a 3-3-5, maybe he's an outside linebacker that's kind of playing off the line of scrimmage a touch. I don't think that a guy like Desmond Omeo-Zulu would thrive in that kind of role. And the thing is, he's not the only one. You know, you look at Brian Thomas Jr. That guy is fit for a 4-2-5 defensive scheme. And so that is admittedly a risk for shaping in this staff. You know, going to the defensive scheme conversation for a couple moments here. If you were to switch to a 3-3-5 heading into 2024, there are certain guys where basically their roles in this defense are just completely obsolete at that point. And now you're running off a bunch of players and you're going to the portal. Excuse me, they're going into the portal. And so whatever Shaper and the staff decide to do when it comes to the defensive scheme moving forward, you know, you got to commit to it. If you're going to keep the 4-2-5, then you better go ahead and stick with it. If you're Because, you're again, you don't want to run off a guy like a Dylan Storer or Desmond Ozulu. If you're going to commit to the 3-3-5, look... You're going to take some losses early on, and it's going to hurt. But it just might wind up being the best fit for the rest of your defense. So 
you know, my whole point with bringing all this up is y'all might not dive too deep into the fact that, you know, the Gamecocks offered Javante Mackey or Corday Sidnor. But here's my uh, here's my advice to you. When you pay attention to what South Carolina is doing in terms of offering players out of the portal, look and see what they were doing at their previous stop. What were they playing in defensively speaking? What was their role in that defense? In this case, it might give us a hint as to what the Gamecocks are going to do in 2024 and beyond. Because that is indeed one of the biggest questions that Shane Beamer and the staff have to answer this offseason. And, you know, whether it's Clayton White as the defensive coordinator or someone else that's running the defense, they've got to figure that out. So that'll be something to monitor without a question moving forward throughout the rest of December and the beginning of January. But with all that being said, that is going to do it for today's edition of the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast. I hope that you all thoroughly enjoyed today's show as always. What are y'all's thoughts on some of the different wide receivers that Shane Beamer and the Gamecocks have offered to this point in the portal? Guys like Will Shepard, Cyrus Allen, and Jaden McGowan. What are your thoughts on Taka Hemingway, Boogie Huntley, and TJ Sanders all announcing that they're coming back? And how big of a deal it is because of uh, where it would have left the defensive line position heading into next year. And lastly, do you think that some of South Carolina's offers for box defenders are hinting at potentially what this scheme could be in the future? Or do you think we need to spend a little bit more time just, you know, kind of playing the wait and see game on that one? No matter what your thoughts are, let me know down below in the comments section if you watch today's show on YouTube or you can shoot me a direct message on X at a line underscore SC if you listen to today's show on an audio podcast app. But as always, thank you all so much for tuning in. Have a great rest of your Tuesday, and I'll be sure to catch you all on the next show of the Locked On Gamecocks Podcast.